Our reading this morning is from uh, the book of uh, Ephesians, chapter 4. And I'm reading from verse 17. Ephesians, chapter 4, reading from verse 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbour, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin, do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This morning is the... uh, Second Sunday in Advent and you join us as we are uh, embarking on this Advent series which uh, we are calling Christmas in the Movies. Christmas in the Movies. And uh, last week we looked at uh, It's a Wonderful Life. This week uh, we're looking at the Santa Claus. Next week we're looking at the home at Alone, and then on the 18th, which is our nativity, uh, we're thinking about Narnia. And so we're thinking about the uh, the real uh, meaning of Christmas over uh, this Advent period. And uh, as we said last week, we were thinking about that wonderful film, It's a Wonderful Life, and uh, it was even on television this week, and uh, Roy was telling me that, uh, that he, he caught the end of it, and... Uh, What a blessing that was. We were thinking about it's a wonderful life and we were saying sometimes we have to tolerate it through uh, difficult and tough tough times. Uh, Sometimes we have to trust uh, even when uh, things are going wrong and uh, it's a wonderful life. We should treasure it and we said that this wonderful life is available in Christ Jesus. And uh, this week 
As we uh, continue to think about the real meaning of Christmas, uh, we are looking at uh, the Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Just out of interest, who's seen this movie, The Santa Claus? Okay, one or two, but not many of you. Not many of you. Okay. Well, let me tell you. came out in 1994. Where have you been, folks? Where have you been? Uh, this is a film to put on your must-watch over the Christmas period list, recommended by my good self. Okay, But we do have a little clip, just to give you a, uh, a little indication and an idea of what the film is all about. Okay, so we're thinking uh, about uh, the Santa Claus. And uh, grab your ticket, because uh, we're going to the movies. And uh, the first thing uh, I want to think about this morning is uh, is looking like Jesus. The, the premise uh, for the Santa Claus movie is that uh, the real Santa Claus uh, falls off the roof... And the uh, and Scott Calvin, the, the character played by Tim Allen, uh, goes outside to see what's happening, and he finds this card in his pocket. It says, "If anything happens uh, to me, uh, put on uh, the, uh, the 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 suit," and, uh, and and that's and that's what he does. And the rest of the movie is about how he becomes uh, the Santa Claus. So, looking like Jesus, we were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off the old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in its true righteousness and holiness. Um, Scott Calvin uh, has to take off his old clothes and uh, and put something else on, uh, the Santa suit, to become uh, Santa Claus. And when he puts the uh, the suit on, uh, he begins to change. Uh, because before he put the suit on, he wasn't Santa Claus. And uh, after he puts the suit on, uh, he is Santa Claus. And the, the film explores uh, the difficulty in making that transformation from not being Santa Claus to becoming uh, Santa Claus and uh, as the card says if something should happen to me put on my suit the reindeer will know what to do and that's what he does and uh, he starts to look a little bit like Santa Claus and uh, as Christians uh, when we take off the old self and, uh, and put on the new self the idea is that you and I should start to look a little bit like Jesus. Now just look at the person next to you and ask yourself this question, do they remind you of Jesus? Is there anything in that person that uh, makes you think of Jesus? Um, of course when I say, you know, looking like Jesus, I'm obviously not talking, I'm not saying we're all going to start uh, wearing sandals and, a, and a, a silly white kind of robe and grow our hair long and grow a beard although growing beards just seem to be the in thing at the moment I don't know if you noticed everybody seems to be growing a beard uh, whether it's just for Christmas or not I don't know but uh, Paul has uh, this phrase 
uh, you know, that he uses, uh, he's talked about putting on and, and, and uh, taking off and putting on. He also talks about clothing yourself with Christ in Romans uh, 13. He, he, say, he talks about putting on Christ again in, in Colossians 3, uh, uh, 5. And uh, in Galatians 3, 26, it says, In Christ Jesus you are still sons of God through faith. For as many of you were baptised into Christ, have put on Christ. So the idea is, just as I put on this uh, Santa suit, obviously folks, I'm not the real Santa, just in case uh, any of you uh, were thinking that way. I'm not the real Santa, but, but we do put on uh, the real Christ. And the idea is actually that we ought to start looking a little bit like Jesus. And as I say, I'm not talking about in, in appearance as such, uh, but certainly in looking like Jesus in the things that he did. Looking like Jesus. Jesus became like us in John's Gospel. We read that the word became flesh, that Jesus put on flesh to become like us and the idea is that we become like him we become like him Uh, but as I've said it's not really about appearance it's not really about appearance it's actually about living like Jesus so we don't have to dress up although Christmas is 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 a time for dressing up isn't it I'll leave it there just in case I, I get the urge to uh, to put it back on again. You never know. You never know. So living like Jesus. Paul says, get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ. Another one of Paul's favourite phrases in Christ. The idea that we are in Christ and Christ is in us. God forgave you. So it's about how we live. Putting on Christ is about how you and I live. It's about living like Jesus. Looking like Jesus and living like Jesus. Doing the sort of things that Jesus did and not doing the sort of things that Jesus didn't do. So not get being bitter and rage and anger and brawling and slander and loads of other things. Uh, but being kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. Uh, Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Church, says, Discipleship is the process of helping people become more like Christ in their thoughts, feelings and action. This process begins when a person is born again and continues throughout the rest of their lives. And of course the challenge is, for those of us that have been uh, in Christ or have put on Christ many, many years ago, one of the questions that we ought to ask ourselves every now and again is, am I becoming more like Christ? Or am I actually becoming less like Christ? In the way that we act, in the way that we speak, uh, in our whole being. And of course, uh, the reality is, uh, is sometimes we do act like Christ, uh, but sometimes we don't. And uh, this discipleship process is an ongoing process uh, that will never finish this side of eternity. So living uh, like Jesus. Again, Paul says in Colossians 3, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself. Again, the idea that we're putting something on. Compassion kindness, humility, gentle and patience. Uh, These should be the attributes of people 
that have put on Christ, that are following Christ. Uh, This is what they should look like. This is how they should appear to other people. So, you know, if you're one of these Christians that get a little bit cranky and, uh, you know, speak unkind words to people now and again when people rub you up the wrong way, we're not actually uh, acting in a very Christ-like way and we're not actually becoming more and more like Jesus. If Christ is in you, wear him out. I quite like that. If Christ is in you, wear him out. Uh, don't be one of these Christians that's so that you're so hidden. Uh, you know, Jesus didn't call us to go undercover. You know, when we, we we're not we're not supposed to be not noticed. We're not supposed to blend in. Uh, we're supposed to wear Christ out. It shouldn't be a shock and surprise if somebody found out that you were a follower of Jesus. People shouldn't respond by, gosh, I, I could have never imagined that before you told me. <laughs> uh, people should notice something in us. And that thing that they should notice in us is Jesus. So, uh, looking like Jesus, we've got to look like Jesus, living like Jesus. Of course, it doesn't happen overnight in the film. Uh, uh, as Just because uh, Calvin puts on the, Scott Calvin puts on the suit, well, he doesn't automatically start to behave like Santa Claus. He goes into the first house and a little girl wakes up and she says, you know, you've not drunk the milk. And he gets a bit fed up with her because he doesn't really, he's not really into the job and he knocks the Christmas tree over and he's a little bit rude to be honest and tells her to shut up and go back to sleep. And uh, you, you want me to drink the milk? You want me to drink the milk? He goes off muttering. So he doesn't become like Santa overnight. But as the film progresses, we see a, a gradual change in his character. Uh, children start coming up to him and he starts actually being nice to them. And uh, his appearance uh, also gradually changes. He puts on lots of weight. Uh, he gets lots of facial hair that he tries to get rid of, but he can't. And uh, by the end of the film... Uh, he is just like you and I imagine Santa to be. Living like Jesus, uh, you and I should be becoming more and more Christ-like in every aspect of our lives. And then thirdly and finally, we thought about looking like Jesus, uh, living like Jesus, and thirdly, it's about loving like Jesus, loving like Jesus. Be imitators of God. Notice again, the idea is that we are God-like in the positive way, uh, that we are representing God. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, Loving like Jesus. Uh, In the movie... Uh, the whole movie is about this clause um, that is on the card that, that uh, Scott Calvin takes out. And uh, without realising it, he's entered into this clause. Of course, that's where we want to differentiate because we don't, without realise, start to follow Jesus and start to live like Jesus. That's something that we choose to do. Uh, but the Santa Claus is, is crucial to the film and we've got... Uh, a little clip of where uh, the chief elf 
explains to Scott Calvin exactly what the clause means and what it's about. The Santa Claus. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but when you uh, decided to follow Jesus, you entered uh, into the Jesus Clause. Did you know that? Uh, that we enter into a covenant, which is like a clause, a contract uh, with Jesus Christ when we decided to follow him. And uh, there is a clause in that contract uh, that we have to follow. Uh, this isn't a choice. Did you notice that in the, in the small writing as he was rustedly reading it through, always read the small print, folks, always read the small print. It says you, 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 you give away to, to any former rights that you had on your life uh, before. It talks about that. And of course, you know, when we, when we receive Jesus Christ, we do a very similar thing. We, 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 we give up our, our, our identity and we take on Jesus' identity. We give up our right to do what we want to do and we sign up for doing what Jesus says we ought to do. And uh, the Jesus clause uh, can be found in Matthew 22. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And of course he goes on to talk about uh, loving your neighbour as well as yourself. As being the two most important commandments. And it's emphasised again in uh, John 13. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another By this will all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. And this is the Jesus clause. It isn't isn't a choice. Uh, You can't say, well, actually, you know, I love that person, but not that person. Uh, I've got my own naughty and nice list. And uh, if you're on the naughty list, I'm not going to love you. And if you're on the nice list, I will love you. Jesus says, we are to love one another in the same way that Jesus loved us. And how did Jesus love us? Well, he gave his life for us on the cross. He held absolutely nothing back. He loved us completely. Uh, N.T. Wright, writing about that passage, says, The kingdom that Jesus preached and lived was all about glorious, uproarious, absurd generosity. Think of the best thing you can do for the worst person and go ahead and do it. Think of people to whom you are tempted to be nasty and lavish generosity on them instead. You are to be like this because that is what God is like. We are to be like that because that is what God is like and that is what Jesus is like. And that too is what you and I are to be like. So, loving like Jesus, we've got to love people in the same way that Jesus loved people. And Jesus loved all sorts of people that I think we would find it quite difficult to love. He loved those people that were irritating. He loved those people uh, that were not included uh, for one reason or another. Uh, He loved people uh, that good Jewish people weren't supposed to love. And he did that because that was a demonstration of what God's love was like. And this is the clause that you and I uh, maybe unknowingly and unwittingly have signed up for. 
You might come up to me and afterwards and say, well, I didn't realise uh, I signed up for that. And I'll get a bit angry like that elf and say, well, didn't, didn't you read what it said? Did you not read what it said, what Jesus said in the Bible, that this is what we're supposed to do? The Jesus flaws. When Scott Calvin put on the Santa suit, changed the way that he looked, but it also changed the way that he fought, and it changed the way that he acted. As I said, it didn't happen overnight, but that change, uh, there was a progressive change that's seen in the course of the movie. And he ends up, I don't want to kind of be spoiler alert, spoiler alert here, uh, but he, he ends up as, as being this wonderful Santa uh, that, of course, all the children uh, love. And uh, when we put on Christ, it should have just as drastic an effect on our lives. Uh, when we put on Jesus Christ, it should change every aspect of our lives. It should, it should change the way that we look or certainly our outlook. It should change the way that we speak. Uh, Paul talks about speaking encouraging and uplifting and, and words that build people up rather than the rhetoric that knocks people down and criticises and condemns people. That's how Jesus says that we should speak. It should change the way that we act to everybody. We should act differently and we should always have that love that Jesus had for all people. So looking like Jesus, well, we might not look exactly like he looked, but we should in appearance Uh, be like Jesus Uh, living like Jesus we've got to do the sort of things that Jesus did Uh, you know the disciples uh, what a disciple did in Jesus day was that they followed the master wherever he went they got as close to him as possible and so that they could observe exactly what he did and what he said and how he acted and so that they could copy that and reproduce that in their lives And that early model of discipleship hasn't changed. We're still supposed to get as close to Jesus as we possibly can so that we know exactly how Jesus would act in any given situations and we act like Jesus would. And then loving like Jesus. Jesus demonstrated his love for all humanity. He said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they were doing. As he hung on the cross, his words were not judgmental, but his words were full of love and compassion. For those that had rejected him, those that had hung him to the cross, his prayer was, Father, forgive them. You don't often see love like that. But that's what we are called to reproduce in our lives. So as we meet around the table today and celebrate uh, the sacrificial love that Jesus demonstrated on the cross, let's remind ourselves that we don't just look to Jesus and think, wow, that was wonderful. We're supposed to allow that love to impact our lives to such an extent that we become more like Jesus.